Welcome to My Soul Dog Podcast with me, your host, Stephanie Nillis. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I don't like to cook, but I do love my dogs. So sit right there while we discuss all things dog training, hydrotherapy, tips, tricks, and everything in between. Welcome back. I'm so glad to have you with me. Well, I guess we were waiting and wondering if summer was ever going to get here and it was just kind of unseasonally cool here. And um, I believe everybody's AC units are on right now as we're getting into the 90s. Summer is upon us. (laughs) It is here. You know, just a dirty little secret. I could have rode out that cool weather all summer long. That doesn't bother me at all. But boy, oh boy, I am just not a heat person. I don't even do saunas. I couldn't just sit there and be hot for no reason. I don't mind working out and being hot because I'm doing something. There's a reason for it. But just to sit in the heat, like, no thanks. I suppose it is different if you are by a lake or a river or something like that. It does make it more pleasant. You can cool off. Which brings me to our topic today, lakes and rivers. It is going to be about that time that you're going out and about and you're taking your dog and you have weekends at the lakes and the many lakes that we have around here. Oh my gosh, we have so many and ones that I'm discovering all the time that I didn't even know were here. We have so many lakes and it is fun to bring your dog, especially those water babies that love getting in. And it's nice spending time with your beloved pet. But there are some things that we need to consider when we are going to do that. And one is a deadly one. And that's the one we're talking about today. It is very, very deadly. Um, So this is a very important topic. Um, It was brought up by my friend Don, who I met as a student, his, his puppy Daisy and when Annika was a puppy, they were in puppy school together, and um, we just became friends. He's been coming ever since, and um, Warren just went fishing with him the other day. Um, so just an amazing, lovely, salt-of-the-earth human, and he works for WSU, and he works in the ag department, and so he does lots of outreach, works with lots of farmers and programs and whatnot to keep farmers farming and um he had written an article in uh, in a journal and it was about um blue green algae and this can affect a lot of cattle and so he said but it also can affect dogs and so he thought that that might be something that I was interested in and so he brought it to my attention and I went, oh my gosh, you know, this is so timely. Yes, I need to get this information out to my friends um, and all these doggy parents because this is very, very deadly. And as beautiful as it sounds, <laughs> blue-green, um, it is such a killer. I mean, it is a killer. And, um, you know, in and, and the, the conversation even extended, you know, after talking with Dawn, I went out and I cleaned my pig and my goats and my chickens. They have a water tank. And I was like, ah, so I went out there and cleaned it really quick. I'm like, 
because they can be affected by it too. And he said, just as a little side note, um, talking about the cows and making sure that they're safe and um, making sure they have fresh drinking water and that um, they do have, the bodies are amazing. They do have the ability to fight off some things. But when they come in contact with a mass amount of something, their body just does not have the ability to fight that off. And it can be a killer to cattle. So blue-green algae can affect dogs, cats, livestock, birds, and humans. And a little funny note about cats is they say they don't really see a lot of the blue-green algae um, symptoms in cats because cats are very picky about their drinking water so they're less likely to come in contact with blue green algae and it is something that we do have in this area as a matter of fact if people were around in 2021 there were four dogs that died of it um, that summer and the thing about it it is such a quick killer it is a very very quick killer the family lives on um, the little Spokane River and they had bought this property specifically for where it was at and they have this river running through their backyard it was just their dream property it was a dream to have this and you know if you dream about having property not not the city dwellers not those guys but you know if you dream of having property and living out in the woods um oftentimes it does come with a little stream and so he did have this little piece of heaven and the dogs had been in this river for a couple of years i mean with no incident no incident at all until the day there was and the day they lost their life and they went out like any usual day to go play in the river and they were throwing toys and having a really good time and he brought all the dogs back in the house within 20 minutes all three of them there were three in this incident all three of them were dead just like that it's like how can that be they lost all of their dogs instantly right then and there I mean I cannot even fathom that I cannot fathom that that just would be awful and they couldn't even figure out why they had done nothing different than what they normally do these dogs did the same routine and it was suspected that maybe um, he did see them off to the side and he thought maybe they had gotten into some mushrooms that made them sick. But that was not what it was. It was the blue-green algae. And then there was another dog um, that died in a separate incident. Um, on this, It was on the Spokane River, so not the little Spokane River, um, like up in Chatteroy, but it was the Spokane River. And that dog also came in contact with blue-green algae. And they will close parts of, um, in the gorge area. I mean, they will, if they're getting any, um, if they sample the water and they're getting any uh, positive feedback that there is blue-green algae, they'll close off swimming areas because people can come in contact with it as well. So it is dangerous. And 
it's not that this is supposed to scare you, but, and a lot of people go, you know, it's not important until it happens to you. And I thought, you know, prevention is going to be key here. Prevention is going to be key. And we're just in that time of year when people are taking their dogs out. There's, there's little cricks and rivers everywhere in our area. And it can really ruin your day. It can ruin your day in an instant if you don't have the information, if you're just not aware of where blue-green algae might be, what are the best places for it to grow, and prevention is key because you could avoid absolute disaster if you just have your head on and can recall this information. And blue-green algae is actually not algae at all, but it's actually a bacteria Um, So why they call it algae, I don't know. I mean, that just messes with people like me. But the blue-green algae is not algae, and it's a bacteria, and it really thrives in warm, stagnant water. Generally not quick-moving streams. Generally not. It is warm, stagnant water. It's where it loves to live. So... Looking back to the Little Spokane River, that is a river. It does flow. But in August of 2021, it was a really hot summer and the water had gone down. So there were places where the water was just stagnant. It was very shallow. It was warm water. And this is in August. It had time to recede and have plenty of time to heat up and that was the perfect perfect breeding ground for blue-green algae and so it can be different from summer to summer and so you want to be looking when you approach any place like if you're going to go kayaking if you're going to go paddleboarding you want to look at the edges to make sure that It's not super shallow, that there's not some running water there. And it's really hard to know. You will not be able to go, oh, there's blue-green algae. Because it looks very similar to actual algae that might be in the water system. And not all algae, because we know that the blue-green algae is actually a bacteria, actual algae is not going to be as harmful to your dogs. You know, they can go through it. Um, It's going to be washed away. It's not toxic. But the problem is, is that the blue-green algae, you can't really see it. There are some general rules, you know, of thumb that you might want to try to avoid, um, and I'll be getting into those. But really, you won't know. And so the biggest thing is when you're going to be putting your kayak into the water, if you're just out on a hike, you're like, well, how warm is it where I'm at? How deep is the water right here on the edge? How much algae or what appears to be algae do I see? And make a determination from there. Um, but, And some of the other things that you can be looking at is that there's going to be globs, just these gobs of uh, floating scum, and it might have streaks of like an oily substance to it. 
and all around it could smell you know in the area smell like rotting plant material and I know these do sound like well there's that a lot of the time and there's no green algae present but just know if it's going to be this warm shallow water there's a chance and it was funny because I was telling Warren about this Warren is my my human who who I love and care about and he was saying oh yeah that happened to his grandpa his grandpa used to do tons of hunting um he had uh, bird dogs and he was out on a hunt uh one year and yeah his dog just dropped dead just dropped dead because it had been going in waters that had blue green algae and that's the scary part about it is that there is depending on the contact that your dog has with this blue green algae is there is little reaction time in that you are able to save your dog like chances are wherever you're at where this would be you do not have the time to get them to the vet before they're dead so that's how serious it can be you just don't have time to get them loaded up in the car and race to the vet no matter how fast you go it is such a quick killer and because what it does is it affects the nervous system and the liver so you affect this nervous system you're going to get um, difficulty breathing you're going to have paralysis your dog could seize they're going to collapse they might have some vomiting diarrhea they're definitely going to have you know weakness their body is really struggling and so they're going to have some weakness you're going to see some pale gums maybe jaundice and they'll appear in that weakness that wobbling um they could have some um, disorientation and of course they're not going to have an appetite or you usually would not get to the point where you're feeding them anything because all of these other symptoms are going to come into play very quickly and then the worst is sudden death. I mean, just heartbreaking. And that's what happened to Warren's grandpa. I mean, the dog was retrieving, running in these waters, going to retrieve these birds. Comes right out. Boom. Dead. It's just, it is such a big killer in these places that we love to frequent. I mean, we have so many great memories. We're making memories by going to these places in the outdoors. But it's just things that we need to consider. It's things that we need to make sure and be aware of. Just be aware of it. And so if you were to be able to get to the vet, so let's suppose your dog, you're like, oh, I think they came in contact. They're showing these signs and symptoms if you are one of the lucky ones that are able to make it to the vet, um, usually you would want to wash them off as fast as possible, get everything off their body. You're probably not going to have access to a lot of water. If you can wipe them down with any extra clothes or towels that you have, you want to get it off their body. If you go to the vet, oftentimes they're going to induce vomiting. They might do some stomach pumping. They sometimes will use the activated charcoal 
but that's kind of uh, iffy on if that's going to work or not. And they might give some medication. But that is a very small chance that you're able to even get to the vet. And that even at, if you are, if they're able to save your dog, it is just that quick. You have to take your dog to the vet immediately. Immediately get to the vet. And so it even made me think, I mean, because, you know, we get out a lot. We are always hiking with our girls. And so, and, and June, Warren's dog, she's in the water so dang fast. Oh my gosh, she's in the water. We're trying to take her backpack off, you know, because she'll just get in the water and lay down and like, there goes all her stuff. She loves the water. Annika and Elspeth, they kind of just creep in, but June kamikazes. I mean, there is no thought. Water, she's in it. It doesn't matter what it looks like, how, what it's rushing, you know, how fast it's rushing. She does not calculate how deep it is. This dog just goes. She, <laughs> she's special, that one. <laughs> she's accident prone, too. Which, go figure. She just has no fear. But, you know, it really made me stop and think about, well, what, how am I going to be impacted by that? What am I going to do to change? And really, I'm not going to change anything. What I am going to do, what, what I am, not change anything with hiking, but what I am going to change is what I do at home. And I'm just going to make sure that my bird baths are all cleaned out. I'm going to make sure that all my dog dishes are cleaned out. And I do that regularly, but I'm just, it's just at the forefront of my brain that I'm like, nope, we're just going to put that on a schedule and I'm going to make sure all the water dishes around the property are washed out. And I'm also going to make sure that all the troughs for my pig and goats and chickens are, are washed out and cleaned. And um, just to be really diligent over the summer, just be really, really diligent. Uh, because you don't have to worry about this, some, you know, in the winter time, because it's just going to be hiding in those, the warm, stagnant water. That's where it's going to hide. But again, you know, go back to your bird baths. If you have bird baths around, make sure those are cleaned out because it can grow there. It will kill birds. It absolutely will in a pinch. So be thinking about that and definitely share this information with friends. I know that there are a lot of people who go to the lakes and go to have cabins even in this area. And when the temperatures of the lakes rise, that's when you're going to have a problem. It's not going to be in the cold places. And that's why I say I'm not going to be changing my behavior on my hikes because I did think about where do we where do I hike and we usually go up into northern Idaho and we are going to these alpine lakes and they are cold like you don't even go into them they are cold and they are that cold in August they are very cold and so that is not going to be a place for the blue grain algae to live not there the water is very clear. There is no algae, as a matter of fact. The water is so clear. You're just not getting these pools of that frothy, globby, what appears to be algae, that, that bacteria there. It's not going to lie there. Um, 
it's going to be anymore anywhere south. And you can even um, call your environmental departments and just ask if there have been any reports of blue-green algae in the area. Um, maybe you're going somewhere camping on a trip. It's just a phone call. It's just a phone call to their environmental department to go, oh, have there been any reports? And then just to be aware. I mean, you don't want your children playing in this either. They can become very ill. Um, I did not look up a lot about um, the effects on people. Um, so if you feel like you are going to be in the lakes and you just want more information, by all means, go to Dr. Google and research that. Um, I wasn't thinking of that because I don't have children. I deal, my children are my dogs. And so this is more dog centered. Um, but um, even though I packed pack the first aid kits. I mean, there's just nothing that's going to help if we happen to get into it. But just make sure that if you're going to those places where the water is going to be stagnant and warm, and it's, you know, the lakes right now too are not going to be very warm. We have not had a very warm spring. Um, so we're behind a bit, but oh, summer is here. Um, so things are going to be heating up. And that's where you're going to start to see the problems. So um, just be aware, um, share this information with friends just to keep everybody safe, because I don't even want them to get in contact a little bit. I don't want your dogs to just get into a little bit of the bacteria where they're having some of these symptoms like the vomit, vomiting and diarrhea and um, they're just very weak. Like how awful, <laughs> how awful that is. But just be aware if you have a day if you have a day at the lake and you start seeing some of these symptoms, even if they're mild, I, this would be a time that I don't just wait and see. This would be a time that I take my dog into the vet. I might not go to the emergency vet, but I would keep a close eye on my dog to see if I could get to um, the next working day. Although if it was a Saturday and I'm going to stay through the weekend, I'd probably get to my vet if I'm seeing a diarrhea and vomiting. I mean, those would be a sign that they might be affected. Now, could they, could it be caused by other things? Absolutely. A lot of other things though, are not going to bring upon death as fast as blue green algae. And so, although there are not a lot of incidences, I mean, it's not creeping around the corner. It's not to scare you. It's not, it's to make you aware. It's to make you aware look at your environment get off your phone when you arrive and look around at the water line look at the edge how deep is the water how fast is the water moving could we enter over here and not over here pay attention and that might save your dog you will not be on the news that your dog died here you will not your dog will not be a statistic so you know, it's, it really ruins a summer too. So let's have a wonderful summer. Let's get into all these water activities with our dogs, but let's just be aware. Let's just pay attention to the environment. Let's look for those signs. And if they're present, make a different option. That's the best thing you can do. Prevention is the absolute best thing that you can do. So let's keep our dogs happy, let's keep our dogs healthy, let's keep you happy and healthy. I will see you next time with a not-so-deadly topic. Ciao for now!